Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Honestly. We were in the greater, I don't know if you'd been to the gym or whatever, but it was kind of coming down um, Lavrock Bank. Yes. Going along that way. And I saw someone in a VW. I won't make the I won't make the model known, um, but it's not a polo. And um, I thought, that is Sue Lawrence that nearly took the side of my car off. And Sue Lawrence <laughs> does not look like an aggressive driver. No, no. No, she was. You not were, like me. I, I'm usually a very lovely driver wave at people. No, I'd, I'd, I'd come out and you'd, and I thought, oof, oof, right, okay, chill out, chill out. I was going to follow you for a laugh <laughs> and cover the car <laughs> in icing sugar and <laughs> say, how dare you? Put yourself on a low light for 30 minutes. How are yeah. you? It was early in the morning. This is really weird. It was kind of mid-morning. Um, I'd been <laughs> taking delivery of something. Oh. A passport. Okay. Um, oh, lucky passport. Oh, oh, now listen, don't start them because okay, I had, no, well you have, so we'll continue. <laughs> you <laughs> no, started, so we'll finish. I, I, it was funny because someone had put up this tweet and it was a picture of their passport and they were going, this is really upsetting and this is my youngest son's or my eldest son's passport and it's blue. And I said, in wake of everything, including war and the planet going to hell, oh, if your son's able oh. to go on holiday, going to get a grip. And then hey. someone who shall remain yeah. nameless, Susie McCabe, had tweeted <laughs> <laughs> Nigel Farage saying we've no longer got freedom of movement because he'd said something about a passport. Really? And I said, well, I'd say, Jared, I said, does your passport not work? I said, you should maybe take it back because <laughs> I think you've been had. Oh, I'm so done with the whole thing. It's a 10-week waiting list and all sorts of things. But it's not so. 10 weeks at all. I got mine in 12 days. Oh, did you? Yeah, right. seriously. Okay. Mm. Oh, you know, <laughs> Madonna. <laughs> no, I just, I did it all online. I got my photo taken in Ocean Terminal, sent the thing away, because my favourite um, post office is the one in Stockbridge. Yes. She's very nice, and it's clean, and it's well run. Yes. Not like some of the manky ones. <laughs> I went to one in Pelton once, and oh, quite honestly, I had to book into the Priory. <laughs> oh, my God. Have you ever driven through Pelton with the roof open for a laugh? I don't, how can you? How can I take my roof off my Volkswagen? <laughs> Do you not have a sunroof? I don't have a sunroof. Oh God! Oh, it wasn't me, was it? 
No, I no, no. I have a sunroof. Mm -hmm. He's got no, I'm talking about me. No, it was you, Sue. I don't want to um, see the registration uh, live. Sue, welcome. Yeah. Thank you very much for joining Thank us on you. our podcast. Yes. I am delighted to meet the person that uh, Mr. Bruce Devlin is obsessed with. He's obsessed <laughs> with you. And I'm dying to know. I, I'm wanting to find out and get get to the bottom of bottom of Sue. Well, I <laughs> I was exposed to Sue. Well, first of all, we are Dundonians, which we yes. I, I didn't know that you were Dundonian until we met um, we're from different parts of Dundee because you're Baxter Park area and I'm part of my dad's family yeah, yeah. my mum's family were more up towards Lockheed and up that way mm. alright okay and mm -hmm. then me and Sue I, I, I've never mentioned it before I was loosely involved in a television show called The Hour <laughs> um, and I remembered that me and the host 2003's Pop Idol winner Michelle McManus we were like oh because I, I remember saying to her I said who's the woman that does the baking she's mm -hmm. absolutely fantastic because I'd done your <laughs> F and Feckle tart at home, I'd done your lemon drizzle cake, and I'd done your cheese scones, which my cheese mom. Scones. Oh, well, my mum's obsessed. She's like, scone. oh, that, that woman, that woman. Do you see she's from Dundee? She doesn't sound as though she's from Dundee. I said, she's from Dundee, mum. Well, her cheese scones are the best. So me and Michelle started calling each other Sue. Mm -hmm. And it was yeah. funny because I was speaking to the producer because Sue Lawrence is Michelle McManus in my phone. Um, yes. So yeah, we're we're both Sue. So we're big, we're big Sue aficionados. Yeah, I know, I know that. Yes, we so love fun. the Sue. So we we enjoy that because not only are you known for your culinary stuff, but as you reminded me, Sue gave me her first novel. I think five years ago, and mm -hmm. I'm such a slow reader. I've yet to finish it, and um, just because of dys dyslexia. But you've had five since then. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On number five now, the Green Lady that came out like a couple of months ago. Yeah. And, and what got you into writing? I mean, you, you've written as a food person, haven't you? And you've done yeah. columns and stuff in the well, Scotsman. Books yeah. And everything. And I just suddenly thought, I want something a bit different. And I thought a story. And that was why the Dundee one, which is your one, yeah, yeah. Faster. I thought there must be some other. The night he left. What's that? The night he left. That's the one. Yeah, very go. good. Uh, very good, title. very good. Yeah, from five years ago, as you say. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to see um, if I could make stuff up. Because when you do newspaper columns <laughs> um, and when you do cookery books, you can't make stuff up. Mm -hmm. The recipes have to be exact. You can't go, yeah, it might be self-raising flour, it might be plain, you work out yourself. You have to be very precise. And I thought I wanted to be creative, but in a different way mm -hmm. and make up stories. And I absolutely love writing fiction now. That sounds great. And, but you're yeah. still involved with cul culinary delights. Oh, yes. I mean, my last cookbook was, I think, about two years ago. I'm hopefully doing another one soon. But um, I suppose the everyday thing at the moment, apart from looking after grandchildren, is uh, writing fiction. And I absolutely love doing it but, because there's a lot of research. So you've got to go all over the country to wherever, wherever you're writing about and do the research and then get down to it. But it's a craft. You've got to kind of learn it as well. Because I was going to mention the grandchildren because you're a very devoted... And are you a granny or are you a grandma? Or a nana. Gra Granny, granny. Good, good, yes, mm -hmm. yes, because I'm Kim Kardashian's mother, because why wouldn't she be in this conversation? <laughs> Chris Jenner, she's not called Gran, she's called Lovey. Oh, oh, of course. Because she, she's, she, you know, she's had too many facelifts to be a granny. Because <laughs> she actually looks younger than her kids now. Um, that's the thing. But one of my friends called Zaza, which is very glamorous. Zaza. Zaza. Oh. Oh, Stephanie Beecham, the actress, oh, yes. she's yes. called Glamour. 
glamour. Glamour. Yeah. What I was going to say was, how involved in story time with the grandchildren are you? Because I was very involved in story time with my niece and nephew when they were wee. 100%. I mean, when they come to stay once a week and it's all, you know, reading to them. But also, I like making up stories. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which, which works really well until um, the parents, our daughter will sort of say, um, I'll, I'll keep her nameless. Um, she's been, they've been saying at school that she's been lying a little bit. And oh. I'm going, ah, maybe because granny enhances stories and it could be the same as lying, couldn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, so one person's <laughs> lying is another person's writing fiction. Absolutely. A little bit of, um, yes, embellishment. Embellishing, I think yes. embellishment is a much better word than lying. Yes. No, because I, I remember once that my brother had come back, him and his wife had come back, Kenneth and Jill, who are lovely people, but they're very conservative. And Katie always used to, <laughs> she always used to say, tell me about the rats, mice and hamsters. So I used to tell her about Lou Carpenter from Neighbours travelling around the world with a case of rats, mice and hamsters. And he used to set fire to people's houses and Kenneth came in and went, can't tell him about rodents and, and fires and all that kind of stuff. I was like, oh, please, why are you people so pedestrian? It's pathetic. Because you need to encourage their little minds, don't you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And yesterday I was doing baking with one of the other ones and um, he, he, you know, he wants to fatten it down. And so I gave him a potato masher and oh my goodness, watch a three-year-old with a potato masher bashing ah. a cake down. It's quite something. <laughs> and do you, in terms of, you know, obviously when you were doing the hour and doing live demonstrations, do you still do things like that? Do you, is there sort of food exhibitions or markets you are, and things? You are, but it's not just me. It's, it's across the board because health and safety. We just breeze in with a wee, you know, a little sort of, of ring Oh, of course, you can't do any of that, and no one's allowed to taste because of all this. So, what's the point in a way? They're looking at it, going, "Oh, drooling." Yeah, you, but know, you can't actually feel or touch no. or taste. So That's yeah. Them, I mean, unless they're you know the big name chefs, and they'll have all the expensive equipment and all the health and safety re- regulations. Mm-hmm. So there's no point in you know smaller people, let's say, like me, even attempting stuff like that. That's a bit of a shame, isn't it? Just that kind it of is. food market, sort of that instant. Mm. experience yeah just you know sort of craft people and yeah Yeah, but but the hooks they have to go through now I mean if they do it regularly like at the food markets and the farmers or they've got everything set in place but for a one-off it's very challenging but I think I think we're losing something by the the, not living by the risk of the occasional bit of food poisoning (laughs) yes I think Yeah. yeah Well, I don't think Sue has ever been attributed to food poisoning. No, so, I mean, I'm, I'm certainly upset. I'm not that That's... at all. Allegedly. But one time I, I did put in a whole lot of salt instead of sugar in a cake and it rose beautifully and looked amazing. And then it suddenly sort of slumped down and it was a big, big fair, country living fair in London. And there was about 300 people in the audience. And of course, they weren't allowed to taste. And that was absolutely fine. That's just what happens. But then, of course, the crew, as you know, all yes. come out with a fork ready and they actually all went off almost to vomit backstage because a, a oh. cake with 300 grams of salt on it is really, really, really not nice. But it looks the same. That was the worry. Wow. So you were the first, am I correct in thinking you were the first lady who won MasterChef? No, second. No, second lady. Yeah, it started in um, in 90. And a woman called Joan, I've forgotten the second, the second name. Anyway, a lovely Collins. room for 
big she will. <laughs> <laughs> she, she won it uh, then, and then I won the second year in 91. See, it's yeah. just because you're always my first lady of cooking. That's why I always think of you And in that that's way. actually quite interesting. So the very was that the first episode, the first series of MasterChef <laughs> was won by a woman, and the second one was won by a woman. Yes, yes, Hi. absolutely. But you were the first <laughs> Scottish person to win. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, that's, yes, that's where I got exactly. the fuddles. Yeah. How do you think then food... And cooking and attitudes towards food and stuff has changed because it's changed immeasurably from back then. Massively, massively. Because I mean, we were all traveling in those days, but there weren't, wasn't even quite the the cheap travel that there is nowadays. Mm. You, know, you couldn't get fourteen or fourteen ninety nine flight to somewhere or other. Mm. That was a bit later on. So I think everyone's sort of been to you know Crete or to. You know, south of Spain or whatever, and think, yeah, I want that paella or that lovely moussaka that's made in a different way. So attitudes are changing and also availability. You know, you can, on the whole, get an awful lot more things now in not just in supermarkets, but in specialist shops. There's an awful lot more specialist shops selling Mexican food or Italian food or, or whatever, even, you know, Cypriot food or, or uh, Polish food. So the, it's available now and people are interested in, in cooking different things. Is it because there's more programmes on telly about food? I don't know. Certainly in 1991, at uh, that final of my master chef, there was eight million people watching. That's extraordinary. That's Nowadays, yeah, that would never, yeah, because there's so many other things. There was four channels in those mm-hmm. days, and so uh, you know people were desperate to see things. And of course, now you can see you can get it on catch up or whatever. So there was a real kind of a need, in a way, a hunger <laughs> to watch something like that. So and, it's changed immensely. And something like going on uh, MasterChef, what was the experience like from what they showed versus what was the reality behind the scenes? Was it was it comparable or was it a very different show than what you yeah, experienced? It was, it was quite similar. And of course, having sort of, you know, cameras and microphones rammed in your faces when they just popped around to see you, put some people off. But I mean, Georgia, you've got you know many kids as well. You yeah. know how it was like, chaos of kids at home. We're all quite small at the time. It was a delight for me to get away from it. And something like a a camera being thrust in your face, it didn't bother me because we're so used to being interrupted. So that in a way was an advantage, you know, used to chaos at home with wee kids. Um, But what you saw was pretty much how it was. Nowadays, it must be different because they must have to keep doing retakes of things when they're in these, you know, the gorgeous restaurants, the really fancy restaurants they go to. Mm -hmm. They must because things, I think more things must go wrong. wrong. Yeah. And go wrong. With us, it was just, you know, there's three tables and that was the studio and that was all there was, really. That is interesting what you're saying about having kids, isn't it? You do just learn that skill and technique of being able to kind of block out noise or distractions because you just... I used to, with Gowan and a friend of mine, we set up a theatre company called One Handed Women because of that idea that you've always managing to do something with one hand and something with the other hand and just, yeah. (laughs) Baby here. Yeah, baby here and stirring, yeah. On the phone, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I ask, going back to Lloyd Grossman, did you ever use one of his sauces? Um, not well, not at the time, obviously. Uh-huh. I think I have recently because I think maybe I was sent them in the past. All right, okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Are you going to ask me to say what are they like? No, 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 no. <laughs> not it's, it's, it's not that kind of thing. Delicious. But, <laughs> do, do you remember when? <laughs> heart I like, mm, my I like a Lloyd Grossman sauce. Do you? Oh, yeah. he's lovely. Yeah. No, we'll, we'll get to him in a moment. Thanks. Uh, that's Jojo just reeking of basil. Um, what I was going to say was, do you remember oh. when Delia did um, her show and it was all shop-bought stuff? How much of your cooking is done from scratch or do you have, would you ever use an Aunt Bessie's Yorkie? Mm. Aunt Bessie's Yorkie, no, I probably wouldn't. But I do remember one Christmas where I was having 
everybody, you know, from both sides of the families. Mm-hmm. And it was kids, there was old people, and it was everybody. And one of my friends says, why do you just buy Auntie Bessie's roast potatoes? I'm like, I can't do that. And I thought, do you know I will do that? So yeah. I actually went and bought a whole lot, tried them first. And I said to my husband, you see, it's okay. Yeah, nice. I'm not, I'm not telling him either. So I took them all out of the wrappers mm-hmm. and put them into big freezer bags, put them in my freezer, put some rosemary and other interesting things in, chuckle them around, mm-hmm. and then... You know, prepare them as if normal. No one knew yeah. to this day. <laughs> but they do now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how else can you do for 18 people? No, I mean, exactly. And you've got, you got to have little shortcuts. Exactly. Because Nigella, who's someone that you've interviewed, you interviewed her at the yeah. Queen's Hall. Uh, yeah. how, how did that come about? Because that would have been very exciting. It was. It was fabulous. And as you know, you know, you, you've seen on, on Twitter and all the rest of it, she is a lovely person. I'd met her before and I knew she was a lovely, warm person. She really is. So it wasn't it wasn't difficult. As usual, behind amazingly famous people like that, it's the whole team yeah. that you've got to get through to. But she herself is fabulous. She's a warm, lovely person, quite shy. So in a way, doing something like that is quite a big deal because the Queen's Hall is a big venue. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was a, it was a delight. Yeah. Well, that's interesting that she's quite shy, isn't it? You've got yeah. the different yes. personas that people present exactly. versus that's quite exactly. like comedy. Quite often, you see these big personalities on stage, and yet backstage yes. they're really awkward and yes, um, you know, right. and shy. And in terms, exactly the same with comedy. There's other comics that I really admire and and think that they're funny. I mean, Bruce isn't one of them, obviously. No, <laughs> But who, who in your field of expertise, who do you really admire? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
mean, you know, going to be controversial here. I mean, Gordon Ramsay has always been very nice and very charming to me. I've never heard, you know, from him to me a bad word. Mm -hmm. But obviously then you look at his stuff and they tell you, go, really, Gordon? Why are you doing that? Mm -hmm. But, you know, I I haven't met him personally for many a long year. Um, But I suppose people like Mary Berry, everyone loves Mary Berry, don't they? She's an absolute sweetheart. She was in the Scrolling Scally on Sunday. No. Yes. What was she doing there? I think she was having a tea. (laughs) 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 Honestly, because I follow them um, 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 on Instagram and I'd seen a photo and I thought, is that, is that, yes. And had I known, I I would have booked. Wow. Yeah. I thought you were going to say I followed her in my car. No. Covered her in icing sugar. (laughs) No, I'm I'm done with that. Yes, my fairy dust. My my fairy dust. Do do you watch, I enjoy watching cookery programmes, particularly in the run up to Mm. Christmas. And Mm. my favourite one is, who's that woman? It's Jenny something or other, right? And she does the 12 days of Christmas. And this woman's got dark hair, actually. Can you Google it? Jenny something. And she always has, she always loves when the cocktails come out. She's like, oh, that's absolutely delicious. And then the kind of food falls away. And she Jenny's. has some kids. Jenny, she's not a cook though. She's just, but the, is it Jenny or, um, but do you, uh, no, 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 no. Is it not Kirsty Whatnot? Is that what you just said? No, is it not no, no, no. What's the difference between a chef and a cook? Why is there different terminologies? Oh, is chef, that... chef is more professional. Professional okay. chef, cook at home. That's, well, that's to me a very okay. easy way of thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Because, so would you say in the, in the same way that Delia says that we're home cooks, we're not chefs, are you a cook or are you a chef? Or, because someone, someone like Mark Greenway, I yes. suppose, is a chef. Yes, definitely. I'm definitely a cook. I've never been a chef. I mean, the title Master Chef came with that award. Mm-hmm. I've never ever been anything apart from a cook and a home cook. Definitely, oh, I would be lost in a kitchen. Completely lost. I mean, I've obviously had to go and cook in them at some time, but I, you know, you need help. Everything's yeah. massive. It's so different. So different. And they happen to have half a liter of veal juice or you know, mm. two hundred mils of sugar syrup for your ice cream in it. We don't have stuff like that. Yeah. That's why we've got to say. And start from making your sugar syrup in the recipe. Yeah. Because what were you brought up on? Because my mother was what you would call a good Scottish plain cook, in as much yeah. as the steak pie my was homemade, mm. it was homemade mince and tart. There was a lot of meat, yeah. um, but the baking was outstanding. And you're really famed for your baking. I mean, I would say you were the go-to in Scot. You are the benchmark as far as I'm concerned. So, <laughs> is this similarly to what you received well, at home? Oh, definitely. And soup. Don't forget soup. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's a pot of soup there. When you think about it, all winter fine, but all summer, how does yeah. it not go off? Yeah. You know, because we did get hot days, even in, you know, even in Scotland in the summer. So I really don't understand how that didn't go off. And the occasion it would be added to, wouldn't it? So yes. It would be like, the leftovers like would be bunged in. Yes, like a sourdough starter. It would go yeah. on and on and on. Jenny Barnett, sorry, Jenny Barnett. Oh, Her name's yeah. Jenny Barnett. Yes, sorry. yes, yes. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Um, so the soup, the baking, I mean, mum's, like most Scottish people growing up, it was just the cake tins were always just full. People popped in. They don't do nowadays, do they? Mm. Um, people popped in and there's always something lovely homemade in the cake tin. It's just how it was. My always favourite was the Sultana cake. I'm not sure if that's a Dundee thing or not. But is, that like a, is that the, because um, my mum makes a fruit loaf. She's hellishly keen on this fruit loaf thing, and this, yes, yeah, she. It's it's a bit like one of those serene malt loaves. I mean, it makes me physically oh, sick. Oh, no, 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 no. well, but the Sultana cake was more 
looked like a Madeira, but with lots of sultanas to it. More sort of simple. Right. You know. Right. And yeah. do you make Dundee cake? Because I, I, I was about to say, even, no one in Dundee made Dundee cake, did they? Bruce? And I've never had Dundee cake. Have no, you? I, no, I haven't. I've had the marmalades. I've had my mum's past, <laughs> but I've never had Dundee cake. It's like fried it's Mars bar. Almost. Everybody assumes if you're Scottish, you've had a fried Mars exactly. bar. Exactly. And I've never exactly. had one. Does, no, no, with that, does that annoy you? Because that really annoys me about the reputation of Scottish food. That mm. I think oh, we have. Yes. I think we have wonderful cooks. I think we have wonderful chefs. I think we have really great restaurants all over. Scotland mm. and yet mm. the kind of thing is have you had a deep fried Mars bar or do you have that and it's or like, a bit of tablet or a bit of shortbread well, well a bit of yeah. tablet I reduced. can deal with with a coffee <laughs> that's mm. all alright my mum can't make it anymore she's blamed Brexit um, no, but because she doesn't have a thermometer fillings on edge but it is the yeah. fact that why do you think that we still even though we've got some of the world's best produce that people still associate us with a fried sweet mm-hmm. I think they're jealous now I think really a lot of yeah, I think they're jealous. Yeah, because we we always have. I mean, I remember even in the nineties, speaking to some of the chefs then, that you have the best produce in the world. Oh, we didn't realise it, did we? Yeah. We had no idea. And then the ridiculous nonsense of the Dick from Mars bar came in, and everyone kind of wanted to tag that on us because maybe their cooking was maybe the French even, you know, fabulous, fabulous, fabulous yeah. cooking. And I love France; I absolutely adore it. But you know, their 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 sort of cooking has sort of stayed level, maybe gone down. Who knows? Ours has definitely gone up. Mm-hmm. So maybe people are going, yeah, we'll just keep tagging them with that ridiculous deep fried Mars bar thing. Mm. Um, I don't know. We're, we're definitely, we're getting better. We're getting better. But there's too much convenience food and processed food. Yeah, absolutely. What is your favourite dish to make and which which dish is easiest to make? Oh, I, I, I do love Italian food. I love French food. I love making a risotto. It's something lo- lovely and comforting about stirring, stirring, stirring. You know, while sort of adding the stock mm. gently to it. But anything pasta like absolutely love soups, absolutely yeah. love making soup because it's just such a comforting thing. I love making a savoury quiche or savoury tart with all sorts of fillings. At the moment, it's all about asparagus and lovely springy, summery oh. veggies. Yeah. Funnily enough, I mean, I'm not a particularly good cook. When I was married, my husband, he loved cooking. He, he did all the cooking. But the one thing I do absolutely love and I'm very good at Blue is cheese pasta. Blue cheese pasta. Blue cheese pasta, but also a pot of soup. I love making a pot of yeah. soup. I love soup. Yes. And second yeah. day soup is always the best. But everything exactly. second day is the best. Chili, curry, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. That, that all seems to, yeah. That's right. These are stews or casseroles or anything. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you, we would discuss this. You live in Edinburgh and Edinburgh yeah. and Glasgow do have really burgeoning foodie um, scenes, don't they? So mm. if you were able to pick one or two favourite restaurants in Edinburgh mm. and one or two Ooh. in Glasgow, I know that's really that's difficult. That's hard. That is hard because it depends on your taste on the day because know, it could be more, more um, going for I mean, one place or... in Edinburgh that I think is fantastic is the Walnut at the top of Leith Walk. Yes. It's really small. Uh, BYOB, yes. which I'm always a fan mm. of. Um, but the, the food there is outstanding and again, it's it's all local produce. Yeah, well, and just opposite there, the little chart, chart room. room. I think they, they've moved. I mean, she was always fantastic. I mean, it depends on, on your budget and what you're looking for, yeah. you know, if you want. I mean, Café St. Honoré, Les Cargobler, those sort of places, they never change. Yeah. Any of the Contini places, the Valmore and Cumbers, the Contini, yes. Scottish, et cetera. But you know, it depends how much you want to spend, really. Mm. There's some good basic, I mean, just going to one of the lovely cafes where you get a good cheese scone and a plate of soup. 
that can be as delicious, you know, as well. That's actually in terms of expense. Sometimes you are you mm. you are just paying for the sort of maybe the service or the the surroundings yes. because not yes. necessarily the food isn't necessarily that much more superior to a lovely yes. cafe with a cheese scone. The best exactly. lunch I think in Edinburgh is Chezul, and they apologise because yes, they, they've now put their three courses up from a tenner to eleven ninety. Oh, but oh, it's my. three courses, and it's a steak and chips and a French onion Chezul. soup and a pudding. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, yes, we've done a Chezul. I haven't been to Glasgow. Well, I've been once since lockdown, but to pals' houses. So Aye. that's at least three or four years ago since I've actually uh, three years since I've eaten out in Glasgow. So I can't really comment. That's shocking, isn't it? Would you? you the crab shack. The crab shack. That's the place that to go. Was the whole Fantastic. David yeah. Beckham was here, I think, was mm. it last year or whatever, and he'd gone to the crab yeah, shack. Yeah. Love um, that place. Good size as well. Just really nice and buzzy. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because a couple of homo pals of mine have went, and I went, oh, how apt. <laughs> the home of the crabs. <laughs> you guttural, guttural people. If if you were approached, so like, I don't know, say STV, Children's Appeal or whatever, did a celebrity come down with me variation, would you participate in it? How, yeah. No. Oh, no. that was a no. very quick answer, Sue. No, no, definitely not. Definitely no. not. I mean, maybe 20 years ago, I would, have thought, I would have thought about it, but I still think I would have said no. Because I, I did something, it was great. That's it. I do different things now. And, yeah. you know, why would I want to prove that I, I could do it? And I don't yeah. think I could do it as well now. Because people have got different concepts. I, I love, you know, all the the sort of the, the, the Thai food and all the, the Korean food, et cetera, et cetera. I love eating it. I don't necessarily, not necessarily able to cook all that mm. because you need about a million ingredients. And so I might be up against somebody with those skills. I don't have those skills. And so, no, that's a definite no. no. And are you no. ever called on to mentor other people or are there other people that you help to kind of... I, yeah, I have, I have done that in the past and that's a really, it's a lovely thing to do mm. actually. Um, I haven't done it for some time, but, you know, sort of come to the house and do cooking together. And even when my kids went off to, you know, left school, went to university and things, just this is your cooking course. Yeah. And, um, you know, I sort of write down how to make proper stock and just simple things, you know. And then my son leaves the stock pan on overnight and burns all the expensive pans. <laughs> also given them, you know, that kind of thing. But it's worth trying. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Yeah. Cooking yeah. aside, because you've been on the road with cooking, how how different then is doing like a book tour or doing the book festivals? And is that something that you enjoy more now because it's newer? Um, if it, you see what it's, I mean. it's it's brilliant. I just love it. Um, just going on and talking about you know my, um, any books, but but even now this 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 latest book, Green Lady, takes place in Aberdeenshire in a very very old castle called Fivey Castle. And even at that, I've done a couple of events, and they go. Well, could you take some baking along? I'm thinking, are they also asking all the other? <laughs> are you also asking, you know, these people? And of course I end up taking it, because mm. why would I not? But um, it, it is different. But I've got a, a, a load of them coming up from Borders, Edinburgh, uh-huh. etc. A load of them, you know, about to start. And I haven't been asked yet for baking. So I'm keeping that quiet. Oh, right. right. Yes, keep that under your hat. I'm sorry. Under yeah. your apron. 5e <laughs> Castle, are they... Anything to do with the people that own Five E's and Brody Ferry? You know, the boutique and the coffee shop? I don't think so. Five no. Castle has been there since like the 12th century. Right. And I don't think that Brody Ferry Cafe has been there quite that long. No, it just seems <laughs> that with the cellophane in the window. <laughs> it's a bit like, do you remember Sutherland's in the Nethergate in Dundee? Yes. And they use, yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> the tartan shop that's no longer there. Are all your books, because obviously the night he left, that's Dundee based, this is Aberdeenshire, but are they all set in Scotland? Uh, yes, so yes. far. 
Um, before that, the unreliable death of Rudy Granger it came out just before lockdown, which is a, a bit sad. Um, it, she's actually exiled to the Monarch Islands, which nobody's heard of in the Inner Hebrides, and then she sent St Kilda, which everyone has, has heard, heard of. of. Yeah. So, um, but I love doing the research. I mean, I was only able to go up to find the castle for this one, the Green Lady, when I was. Um, remember, we had that little little kind of uh, gap, maybe about September in 2020 when we're allowed to leave our houses and go elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And I sort of said to them, I know you're not open, but please could I come and visit? And they let me come up socially distanced tour, just me. And it was oh, so wow. special. It was amazing. It was like flying to the moon and back. You know, it was great. And would you be interested in transferring any of these into like TV or a film or a play? Oh, this one I've already got on my, on my cast. Got oh, my wow. cast. Oh, wow. Yvonne oh, yeah. Redmond, Tilda Swinton. <gasps> and, um, <gasps> Oh yeah, Jojo uh, Sutherland, they, Bruce Devlin. Uh, obviously, <laughs> clearly. Actually, Bruce, you'd be really good as my villain. Oh, yeah. that's a yes from me. <laughs> yes, yes, a- absolutely. I'm happy yeah. to be paid in cheese scones. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to wear late 16th, early 17th century gear. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. I've just seen that on a. a bit of- a bit of a ruffle. A bit of a ruffle. I was talking about yes. you having a ruffle this morning. Yes. No, 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 no. I'm 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 up for that. Will it, will I need a pomander? <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Absolutely. no, I'm there. I'm, I'm You're there. on. Yes. You're on. I love oh. Siobhan Redman. Did you go and see oh. when she was in the prime of Miss Jean Brodie at the yes. Lyceum? Yes, and then she was she was Queen Mary at some other thing yeah. I've seen her in. I love her. And I've actually interviewed her for one of my other books, and she's also lovely, lovely, mm-hmm. lovely. Mm. Absolutely fantastic. And it was her dad, because I think they're Aberdeenshire, who invented the term Bapery, B-A-P-P-E-R-Y, Rolf. to des- describe, well, it describes all kind of um, baking. You know, it oh. wasn't just a Bapery. And it was everything to do with baking. I just love that word. Such a great sort of Scottish twist on, you know, on a, a baked product. But I think that's the great thing for Scottish writers because there are so many fantastic Scottish words oh. which are incredibly descriptive. Mm. Yes. Um, and you can probably hear the reader at home sounding it out phonetically. That's um, right. Yeah, there's, there's a wealth yeah, I mean, of I mean, words. Yeah, I mean, stramash. How, what, yeah. Uh, what could you say in English for stramash? Nothing. Nothing. It's, it's such a cool word. <laughs> I always think that Newcastle's word for a bap sounds like a Scottish word. Is it a stotty that they Stotty. Stotty. I always Stotty. think that's a Scottish word that, that that's they right. use. That's right. But the way the Geordies pronounce it, they say more like stotty. Stotty, you know, yeah. and it's stotty, stotty cake, which is quite, but it's like a bread, but they call it stotty cake. Yeah. It's delicious. Yeah, yeah, no, it's absolutely gorgeous, but I always yeah. think it's Stot- kind of I've had it stuffed with um, peas, pudding and ham mm. in the Geordie way. It's delicious. Mm. Is that, really nice. is that a soup? No, 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 no. Peace pudding is like really thick, like, like Buster Peas, you know, Dundee Buster Peas. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mushy yeah. peas in, in England, uh-huh. and um, but really thick. And that spread like a sort of pea hummus, but obviously it's not. Uh-huh. And then thick either ham or bacon on the top, and you eat it like a, a double layer of focaccia, stotty cake, delicious. Do you think, just going back to food briefly, do you think that we've kind of disappeared up our own backsides and we're a wee bit pretentious with food nowadays? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, good, definitely. <laughs> oh, gosh. I mean, but I think I think we now know that because you know, maybe five years ago smashed avocado was the thing. Now we're going, mm, what are you calling it smashed? Why don't you just say, you know, forks, yeah. you know, just yeah. avocado, call it avocado. We know what you're doing with it. Mm-hmm. So all that kind of stuff. And the same with potatoes, where they're not smashing potatoes. And that Smashing was potatoes and pulling pork. 
Yeah, I yeah. mean, really. Oh, that's my mum was at my brother's for a uh, Sunday. So they've been really good with her over lockdown. And she goes along twice. Um, definitely a Sunday, but they mix it up during the week, hmm. I think, because otherwise... Just to keep her on her toes. Just to keep her on her toes, yeah. And she <laughs> went, oh, it was marvellous. I had had a burger and it had that yon stringy gammon. What would you cry that? string? And I went, pulled pork. And she went, yes, <laughs> that was it. But So Mary, stringy gammon. Now... Stovies. Oh. Stovies, because there are so yeah, many regional variations. You're making we have a, me really hungry We have a now. Pfeiffer in the room, mm-hmm. um, and you're Dunkeld originally. Perthshire. 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 Tell Dunkeld. us what your Stovies are, because I believe yours to be the real ones, Sue. Well, first of all, the the dripping. So if, mm. if you've got a beef dripping, before, it's the white stuff. It's the white stuff at yes. the top. And you're, you're starting off with that. If you don't happen to have that, then you can use a mixture of butter and olive oil, but it's never going to be cut the same. So we're dripping, we start with, and we're doing our onions long, 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 and slow, slow, slow. And I like them in rings, because my mum did, but I don't know, you can chop them anywhere you want. Uh-huh. Slow, slow, slow. Not until they're burned, just until they're soft and golden. Uh-huh. Then the potatoes are coming in, as, uh-huh. as thinly cut as you can. Uh-huh. And by this stage, you don't want to stir. You've got to start no, shoveling. Okay. Shoveling, technical term. Shoveling, yes. Technical term, shoveling, yes. For those who don't understand, it's shaking the pan. Yeah. With two hands, with now the lid on. Shake, shake, shake. And so that everything is cooking, but you're not mixing and bashing up the potatoes or, or crushing them or whatever the expression might be. Mm-hmm. And then at this stage, you might need a little bit more liquid. So at this stage, you've got salt and pepper, obviously. You're going to put in... All the lovely jellified mm-hmm. juices under the white dripping, mm-hmm. all those jelly bits, they go in, shake, shake, shake. They're now melting into the stoves. Now, at that stage, once that's all cooked through and you're testing with a tip of a knife, potatoes are soft, onions are soft, and everything is soft and ready. That, in, in theory, is, to my mind, the stoves are ready. And that's when you can add either a sprinkling of toasted oatmeal, some corned beef, some sausages, or whatever. But that's, to me, your basic story. Bruce, agree? I completely agree. The one no, from Five Lights instant mashed potato and cheap snags. Oh, just oh, disgusting. Which is why we don't let we don't let you <laughs> no, see. No, I completely that's the way my mum made stories, although she didn't my slice, mom, she yeah. cubed. So you would either have them on a bed of butcher's corned beef or you would have beef. roast beef. Yes, yes, leftover roast beef. Exactly. <clears throat> Lovely. Yeah, I know, delicious. Yeah. And maybe with a wee oatcake on the side. Mm. Yes. Yes, yes oatcakes quite... are lovely with stovies. Yes. yes. And yeah. I'm, I, I might be in a Philistine here, but I, I like a little dash of Worcestershire sauce. Oh, that would be delicious, mm. actually. That would be nice. Oh, I'm a purist, I shan't. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes I, I just want it as it comes. Like and, and lots of it. Sue, thank you so much for joining what? us. And The Green Lady is available in shops now. Absolutely. All booksellers and all that kind of stuff. And people will find you on Amazon and... Mm-hmm. Yes, everywhere. Yeah, Amazon, Lovely. the lots. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, good luck with all the tours and things that you're doing over the summer. And thank you very thank much you. for joining us. Thank you very much for joining us. And thank you. I'm, I'm off to try and find somebody that's made stovies. Stovies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right now. <laughs> Lovely. Okay. Cheers, Sue. See you later. Thank you. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.